most of you in this room, we feel like we got to add other services, add other stuff to make more money. I'm telling you, I cut off some income streams. I'm not saying cut off ideas. Some of you are, you got to cut, you cutting off ideas. I'm, t- I'm talking about something that pays. I said, I'm not touching that anymore. I'm focused in this lane. We cut off income streams, started making more money. Mm. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I don't know what Dottie you talk about. <laughs> but we have, um, we're out here in Houston. What is up with Houston, Texas. The energy is here. The vibe of the room is amazing. And uh, now it's really, really dope. Um, Brandon has this beautiful, beautiful venue. This thing is amazing. Is it not? I walked in and I have an event space. And I was like, yo, he's killing our event space. I'm like, good, it's great. I'm asking him questions. Like, yo, how do you, how you get that? So, and here's what's crazy. You see the brick? It's not brick. It's wall. Is that wallpaper? It's crazy. You can't tell. So you got you got the vibe without like brushing up and getting all the dust and all that joint's cold. So brushing let's just get Brandon. You know you brush up against Brandon. Give him a round of applause. Come on, Brandon. Um, please let everybody know um, about the space. Um, yeah, we can go on that mic right there. See, and he has the camera right there. Oh, nice. We got a plan. Okay, we got a plan. Yep, go for it. Hey, everybody. uh, I'm Brandon. My wife, Nicole, over there. Give her a shout-out, too. Hand clap. (laughs) Design jokes. Oh, my God. I think Dave said it best when he said, there's there's a woman's touch in here, I think he said earlier. And there was nothing here, right? Nothing. Empty building. Empty building. Yeah. So... We build dope venues to host dope events like this. We're so honored and humbled to have a Social Proof podcast here. Uh, We have everything from birthday parties, weddings, anniversary dinners, entrepreneurship, networking, mixers here. So anything you can dream of, come do it here. Uh, You can find out more info on BeinvenueHouston.com. That's B-I-E-N-V-E-N-U-E, Houston.com. Thank you. Clap it up, clap it up. While we're here. Anybody want to do an event? You got an event on your, okay, on your heart, on your mind? Okay. Yo, can they get, get some love on, I don't know what your price is, but... A little social proof, right? Yeah, we a little get, social proof love. We could do it. Being in the building? Okay. Yes, sir. Only if you act tonight, though, right? Yeah. There you got to be in the room. You got to be in the room. Benefits of being in the room. Okay, clap it up one more time. All right. And, yo, are you really eating M&M's on the market? <laughs> yo, she just cracked that joint open and started getting busy. I put it down because they're not sponsoring this, so. Oh, that's, that's a fact. Right? Yeah, that's a fact. Should we put, that's what you get. <laughs> I'm joking. Should we put um, it back up so we can try to get the sponsorship? No, nah, it's cool. I just thought it was really ghetto that you just started opening it. <laughs> but, uh, we're about to get this thing started, man. We're so glad to be in Houston, Texas. The energy here is amazing. Did y'all, y'all go to Turkey Leg Hut? Yo. Wait, how many people in this room from Houston thinks the Turkey Leg Hut is overrated? Yo, it was such an experience. I loved it. Yo, I, what did I text you? 
Yo, this, turkey leg. That might yo. That, yo, that sounds so ghetto. You crazy. <laughs> yo, turkey leg hut was amazing. Okay. You even, yo, first off, okay, so we're gonna start. We're gonna start right here. Wait so, a minute, I feel so terrible. Turkey leg hut, that is what's up. We never, ever, ever downplay another person. And they're black business. owned. You should be ashamed and they're of black owned. You should be so ashamed you know what? Yourself. What I'm going to do because of what I just said, and we can't strike it from the record because David doesn't edit anything out. I'm going to the turkey leg hut and I'm gonna post an actual review based on experience, exactly. not hearsay. That's what I was getting what's to. What's good, turkey that's, leg hut? That's what I was getting to. This this what happened. This is what happened. <laughs> So we were going back and forth. We were at the airport, and my wife was like, yo, I'm going to go to turkey, turkey leg hut. And I was like, all right, let's do turkey leg hut, whatever. So we go do the interview with Mario, and I, I hit Donnie like, yo, let's do it. She said, nah, let's go to this other place, Shells, <laughs> something, <laughs> yeah, some, 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 some uh, seafood place. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Dre wants to go to turkey leg hut. And she was like, yo, the person at the at the um, hotel, they said it was overrated. They did say it was overrated. Right. So that really shaped that thought in Dottie's mind. It did. We went, and was it not life-changing? Yo, that food was amazing. The vibe was crazy. They had a live band. The lady was singing. The, 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 uh, the waitress was really, really nice. The food was absolutely amazing. Amazing. You hear me? <sighs> I'm not even hyping it up. What, what Did I have the same energy yesterday? I had the you same energy yesterday. You text me with the energy. Guys, the truth is, it's not me because, you know, your girl supports all entrepreneurs. My significant other, though, is so bougie that I couldn't convince you him. You what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> For my truth, <laughs> podcast followers, this is shocking. Edit, edit, please, edit. <laughs> Your following no, is about but, to go down. They're like, I know, nope, they're going to start hating. I hate her again. Here. I hate her. <laughs> Gosh. So anyway, um, the significant other person that I was with, for sure, um, he doesn't eat turkey. Delane and so, Blaine? No, you didn't. You, that was a part of it, but you're like, no, the person told me. He doesn't eat turkey. So it was difficult for me to say, let's go to Turkey Leg Hut. And then here comes the guy from the hotel. It's like, it's overrated. And that's all I'm going to say. However... I personally have an issue with people who judge a book by its cover, and I have a further issue with people who judge people based on hearsay. So I am going to correct my wrong, admit that I made a mistake, and I am going to the turkey leg hut, okay? Probably today, maybe tomorrow. Masonic clothes. And you coming with me. Masonic clothes. They got more than turkey. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I saw and you had I, like shrimp and cheese yeah, fries like, or something. It's like a shrimp bowl with salmon on top. It was crazy. And I was like, yo, I'm going to make this whole podcast about Donnie and, and going off of hearsay. But I, when I texted you last night, I was like, yo, whoever told you that it was overrated probably a hater. puts raisins in their potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I said, uh, they probably use Velveeta cheese sauce in their mac and cheese. cheese. Yeah. You can't trust those type of people. He so, did say that. Now I'm excited to go. You guys, how many think, people think Turkey Leg Hut is amazing? That joint was fire. Yo, me. first of all, Turkey Leg Hut is about to get all the business just because we just had like a seven minute yeah, dialogue about yeah, them, right? So whether you're 
publicity is good or bad, you're getting the publicity. And I'm a clear, I'm a clear it up on the next show. I'm gonna talk about my experience at Turkey Leg Hut. Yeah, was the owner there? Cheers. No, the owner wasn't there. All right. It was absolutely amazing. Okay. But um, yeah, so that was that that was my stay in Houston so far. Donnie, Can I how talk was your about week? mine? How was your week? Can Leave I talk about my stay in Houston so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah, All right. Um, my week has been amazing. My week. You know, what am I always going to say, Shan? Amazing. My week is always amazing because I declare it to be so. That's just the type of person that I am, right? Mm. Um, and even if I were having a bad... If, even if I had a bad day, I didn't have a bad week. I just had a bad moment. Um, my stay in Houston so far has been amazing. You guys are incredibly hospitable. Y'all do everything big here. Everything is big. We went to eat yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to name the restaurant, but we did go eat yesterday. The food was, like, overwhelmingly big. Um, got a hotel. The bill is, like, overwhelmingly <laughs> big. <laughs> Everything is just incredibly big. But I love Houston. Um, actually, if I moved anywhere else in the United States, it would be Houston. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, it's important for me to be in a, in a progressive environment that's still moving pretty fast. And um, Houston is like the next best thing to Atlanta that I've experienced. Gotcha. If you guys have a better experience I should try out, let me know. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I got to tell you one more thing about my stay. Well, not even about the stay. So a couple days ago, I, um, I put out a post saying I'm looking for a full-time videographer. With oh, competitive yeah. pay. And uh, so funny. Uh, it's competitive. Yeah, competitive pay. So I said, I need a, a I'm looking for a full time videographer, right? And we're getting these, you know, inquiries from the DM and all that kind of stuff. Um, what's crazy is uh, Christina, who's doing like the, the, the interviewing the, the people, she told Joe to stop, um, stop, yeah, replying to DMs because it says to email. And she was like, yo, people who don't follow directions just don't even, don't even like reply to them, right? Mm -hmm. So we're just Good. specifically going to the email. So what happened was I get a, a booking for a coaching session. Now, my coaching sessions, it was like a month ago, somebody booked it, it was $1,000. And I, was, I told Jen immediately, just raise it. Because I don't necessarily, I don't do one-on-ones like that. I said, raise it to $2,000. Because if somebody wants to do a session, you really want to do a session. And I'm cool doing it for an hour for 2000 So I see a, a, a session come through, and I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's do it. I get on the Zoom call, and it's, uh, how old are you, Cam? 23. 23-year-old 23 Cam. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? How can I help you? Aww. He says, man, really? I um, I packed my bags last night. I live in L.A. I know you live in Atlanta. I'm your videographer. <laughs> he said, when should I come? I said, I said, what? I'm here. I'm, like, I got my, my notebook ready to coach. I'm ready to coach, coach. <laughs> and uh, he's like, man, I just really just wanted to, like, get, get in front of your face and say, yo, I'm, I'm willing to work. I said, where you live? He said, L.A. I said, do you work now? He said, yeah, I got a job. I'm like, bro, I live in Atlanta. He said, yeah, I'll just quit. And I, was <laughs> I said, 
Whoa. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Slow down. I like what's going on here. I just, because you can't, you can't teach that kind of stuff. So I'm looking at his video work and I'm like, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the style that I'm looking for, but that you can teach. You can teach all that stuff. The actual, like how to, like the quality and all that kind of stuff, but you can't teach ambition, grit, like just going to get it. So I'm like, well, hold on. I can't, we don't hire like that, right? But I like, we're going to do something together. So what he said was, I said, well, you know, when I get back from Houston, we can talk. And he said, um, you going to Houston? I said, yeah. He said, y'all book my flight right now. <laughs> he said, tell me where you're staying. Like, I, I'll get a room there. I'll be there. And I said, really? He said, yeah, I'll be there. So the next day, 23-year-old Cameron booked his flight, and he's here. I can't make this stuff up. You know what? Those are the kind of stories that you hear from billionaires mm -hmm. later, right? Yeah, I remember David Shands. I really admired him. He posted a job opening. I called and I told him that I would quit my job. I would pack up and move from LA to Atlanta. And then he said he had an event coming up just days later and I called into work. I got my plane ticket and I went straight from LA to Houston and I was at this event and I was there and I was proving myself and learning and he gave me a shot. And now I have filmed for every major studio in Hollywood, in Atlanta, in Miami, and I have made billions of dollars doing this. Those are the kind of, these are the kind of people who go on to make millions and billions of dollars. 100%. That type of and ambition. And I feel, yo, what's crazy is, I feel obligated to work with them. I feel obligated. It's very, very rare that you come across somebody that's willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I wouldn't have. Me personally. But it's like, yo, there's there's a vision that I have and there's a dream and there's an opportunity and I'm going to go after the opportunity right now. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Congratulations, Cam. 23 billion. <laughs> Watch that kid. So I just thought I, that it was it was so motivating to me because I'm like, yo, what opportunities am I leaving on the table because I'm not willing to do what it takes? Yep. Mm. What opportunities am I like leaving on the table? I just don't get it. You know, it's so crazy. Uh, when I first started coaching, I you know I just started helping people. They just asked me, I'm making a couple dollars in my t-shirt brand. You want some help? I got you. But then I decided. People say, yo, I want to, you know, I want you to, um, I want to pick your brain. And I say, well, at least take me to lunch. Because I started taking other people to lunch. Yes, Would you, you believe did. that there were some people that said, lunch? You got your own money. I just need, a, I just got a couple questions. So they let lunch stand in the way of some information that could really take them to another level. And then I was like, all right, all these people are taking me to lunch. Now I'm going to start charging. And I think my first session was $100, $150, something like that. And there was some people, $150? Oh, no, I can't. They let $150 stand in the way. So this kid is a few thousand in. I haven't given him a dime. But now I feel obligated. I got to figure out something. I got to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, we got to do something. But, like, what is standing in the way of you getting to your destiny? 
What is standing in the way of you getting to your goal? I know what the number one thing is for most people. For my ego. Your ego is standing in the way of you getting what you want. Because so many of us right now, because we're able to see the success all over social media, we're able to see these results out loud. Many of us, and I'll say us, many of us are scared to start at the start. Mm. You want to start showing things when you have the clients that you want and you've made the money that you want, but you have to show the beginning and you can't be afraid to go to somebody and say, I need help. You can't be afraid to go to somebody and say, I noticed that you do this a little better than me. Can you help me? You can't be afraid to raise your hand and say, I just don't know. Instead, what you'll do instead is try to create an answer. Oh, I have an answer. I don't really know, but I'm going to say something that sounds good, right? Or we judge those people who can help us. We're looking at people and we're like, I know more than them. I don't understand how they got to where they are. And I'm sitting here and my information is better. Where is it? Where is the information? And instead of judging those people, maybe we should be asking for help. So ask yourself, is my ego currently holding me back from a situation? Raise your hand if you're bold enough, if your ego is currently holding you back from something because you're scared to ask, scared to confess, scared to admit, scared to try, scared to start, scared to go to that person who you're hating on for help. Nobody? Yeah, I was in L.A., and this guy came up. He said, man, I love what you're doing, man. Got a couple questions. What happened was he didn't ask me not one question. For five minutes, he was talking about himself. Oh, yes. And it was like he didn't want to, He wanted to, like, assert who he was for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, oh. Really? Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, I'm impressed. Great. In my head, I'm like, dang. It's, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the end. To put it like the last three minutes, I'm trying to find the end to stop the conversation. That's what's going on in my head. Yeah. He's talking to me, but I'm thinking, can I get in there and say I got to... I, I can't get in there. But he just kept going. It was his ego. Because he kept saying, yo, yeah, you younger than me, man, but da-da-da-da. But you younger than me, but it was his ego. He talked to me for five... Then asked not one question. And then after the conversation was over, it's it's almost like he got what he wanted out of the conversation. <laughs> it was it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. In every episode, it's a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen, and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. 
Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Like, he seemed so relieved. He said, man, man, great talking to you, man. It was... <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> it's your ego. I think another, another thing that might be standing in the way is you value money more than information. You could quite possibly love your money more than information. Because mm. if you didn't, you would spend the money on information. But anytime you don't spend money on information, you're saying the information is more valuable, or my money is more valuable than the information that I might get. When I go to these events, or like I'm not looking for a whole lot. It's like one or two things that I, I don't care how much I pay for it. There's one or two things that I'm looking to extract. And I'm thinking in my head, if I can get this, it's worth the 2000 If I can get this one thing, it's worth the 4000 So we got a, a boot camp coming up, a content creation boot camp. How many you been to? You came to two boot camps. And it's, it's two days of learning how to create content. Somebody DM'd me and said, the tickets are too high. And I get it. It's just from your perspective. But, like, I've made millions understanding how to create content. I've been creating content since 2010, 2011. Millions of dollars understanding how to create content, how to paint pictures online so that I can grow a following. Because I know if I have a following, I'm not even good at sales. If enough people follow me, somebody's going to buy something if I offer it. So the ticket price, I think it's 20, it's 2,500 right now. Would you invest 2,500 to get one or two nuggets that can take you to another level. What if one, what if one nugget helps you make an extra 10,000 this year? Because here's what I know about entrepreneurs. It's not a million things that you're missing. Mm -hmm. It's one or two adjustments. It's literally one or two adjustments. Tonight, somebody's gonna unlock something tonight that takes you to another level. It's not all the stuff. It wasn't the story about Cam. It wasn't. It wasn't the, the pitch. It was something that you're going to grab. I don't know who it is. Somebody's going to grab one nugget, and they're like, yep, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm implementing how to, how to assert myself in a presentation, how to get my pitch down so I'm not uncomfortable in front of people. Somebody's going to grab one thing. So what do y'all think it is? What do you think that's standing in your way? Ego. Mm, ego, not yeah. admitting you need help. Yeah. yeah. Something. 100%. Hold on, you got to come to the mic because they won't hear it in, on the podcast. They'll be like, yo, why didn't I say nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. All right, I'm back. That's why I came out here because even leaders have to follow sometimes. And the fact that you already put the platform in place is, I, I got to rock with it, you know, because this is 
it's proven. These are the people. So now we have to get out here and show our social proof. So 100%. I appreciate the opportunity. You 100%. Know? No doubt. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. So you want to get into what we were... We didn't really start the podcast yet. Because <laughs> yeah. we had something we were going to talk about today. We are. And, and honestly, this entire conversation has been really, really good. I know that even if we didn't go any further today, somebody in here learned how to communicate their message. And that's the start. Game changer. That's the game-changing start, how to communicate your message. Because if you can't clearly tell me in a desirable way what it is that you do, I have checked out. Because everybody's a fitness trainer, everybody's a business coach, everybody's a podcaster, everybody's a barber and a hairstylist. What do you do in a way that makes me crave doing business with you, right? So if you hadn't gotten anything so far, you should have that. And if you didn't get that, I don't know what you're doing because <laughs> I gave you the whole formula for it. But now we're about to move on to how to Let's get go. this money. Let's do it. Y'all want to hear that? Yes. How to get this money? As yes. I, you know, class, I don't know what's going on in Houston. I don't, should we? All right, we're going to talk about how to get this money. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. Only like people are ready. So Only like five people clap. I like to know how do you guys make money? Yeah. Because there's a couple different ways you can make money. And I'm not talking about necessarily the industry, but there's a few ways that you make money. One is you, someone pays you to do a job. Right? How many people that's your main source of income? Cool, cool, cool. Number two... You're being paid from your own work. You're paying you. So you do the work, and you make money from you doing the work, right? So you set up your own schedule. You're an entrepreneur or self-employed. Number three? Being paid from other people's work. Being paid from other people's work. Being paid from other people's work. Yes. You got to come to the mic. No, he's raising his hand. That's how he gets oh, paid. Oh, you get paid from other people's work. And you really get paid from number four. Being paid by systems to work. Being paid by systems to work, which is the ultimate level that you want to get to, right? It is not the easiest level to get to. Most of us, entrepreneur or not, will start off by being paid by someone else to work via a job, right? Most of us started a job somewhere, whether you were cutting grass or you had an actual W-2 job, right? And that's where we all start. And honestly, we want to respect that part of the process because your job will teach you certain principles and values and operations and processes that help you to become a good entrepreneur. Here's the thing. It is easier to be a good entrepreneur when you were a good employee. That's a fact. It's not required that you be a good employee to be a good entrepreneur, but it is easier to be a good entrepreneur if you were first a good employee. If you were a person who lacked work ethic and your employer couldn't trust you to show up on time, to be working while you were on the clock, to do the job and get the result, why would your client trust you to show up on time, to do the work on time, and to deliver the result? Guys, the energy that you put out will always reciprocate. Even if you feel like you got lucky and you hit the jackpot and you sucked as an employee, 
and you're making it as an entrepreneur, it's going to come back and pay you somehow. Might not be through your performance, but it might be when you're ready to start hiring people, then you get terrible employees because of the type of employee you were, right? Or you don't know how to be an effective leader because you didn't know how to be a great follower. So if you are working, we said this once before, change the thought process, right? If you're working and you want to work your way off of the job, immediately stop saying that you hate your job. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Because as David said once, the money that you make on your job is the investment capital that you need to create your business. Why wouldn't you respect that? Wouldn't you respect an investor? When you get an investor in your business, are you going to do everything you can to please said investor? Let me make sure we got the reports right. Let me make sure I'm executing. Let me make sure your job is your first investment into your business. Yeah. How many people are, uh, you complain about your job every day? Okay. You probably didn't complain the first day, though. Right? Because you needed a job, or it's a new job from another job that you was complaining about. And that first day, that first week, you're like, oh, we up. I, I can get used to this. I like it. But something happened along the way where your patterns started to kick in, where you get tired of everything. Everything's exciting, and then you get tired of it because it's not what you thought it would be or it doesn't feel how, you, how it did when you first started. And then it tailors off, and then you start something else. You get excited about that new job, and then eventually you're sick of that. That's a pattern. Yeah. That's a pattern. And it's probably showing up in some other areas of your life as well. Like, you start a job, you're excited, then you start to complain. You start a relationship, you're excited, and then... You start to complain. Not me. I'm just talking about... Who's you looking at? <laughs> it seems like she's looking at somebody, I'm right? I'm looking into <laughs> empty space. Not me. <laughs> Listen. You're trying to... Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, it's a pattern, though. A hobby. You start, you love it for a minute, and then you stop. How many people got that pattern? Sometimes that might be what you get today, the realization of my pattern. I love starting stuff. Most of the time when people say they're rebranding, what yeah. that tells me... They stopped. You're stopping and doing something else. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm in a rebranding right now. You're just quitting. You just quit something and you're starting something else. You your, your pattern's kicking in. rebrand yourself to success. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, the brand is the brand and you're going to roll with it, right? So when, now, when I, I, I do want to share this. When I, when I started working at the Cheesecake Factory, and I kind of told this, I think, another episode, my goal was, because I noticed that I kept, I kept, I couldn't keep a job past 10 months. So my next goal was to be there for 12 months. I said, I, can, I just want to get to my goal of being at the same job for 12 months because I'm ambitious, I'm an entrepreneur, but I can't seem to be consistent at a job. I looked up one day, I was there for three years, and I said, yo, I'm getting the hang of this thing, consistency. And then I started my T-shirt brand, but I knew I couldn't, that was the, my T-shirt brand was the first thing I started and was consistent with, but it started with me appreciating my job. It was like a whole mindset shift. My, my job started paying me to get better. I was late everywhere I go. Anybody like that? You was late today. You just knew you was going to be on time. And how many people accepted the fact that you're late everywhere you go? And you're okay with it? So if I had to be to work at 4 o'clock, I would always be there at 4.05, 4.10. 
But in my job, it was it didn't matter though, because you know, I'm a server, so I'm just taking over somebody's shift. Typically, they have a couple extra tables, all that kind of stuff. We're we're good. But I started challenging myself. If I had to be to work at four o'clock, I wanted to be there at 350. If I got there at 355, I'm still early for my job, but I would be pissed because I'm late for myself. For some reason, I can't do what I say I'm going to do. It pissed me off. Mm. You should really get upset that you, for some reason, there's something happening up here where, like, your time management skills, every everywhere you go, and get this, you're probably late the same amount of time. It's always a few minutes. What do you think of me, David? I think you're throwing shots. <laughs> oh, yeah, Daddy, It's a pattern. We all, we're all growing. Am I, I am right? always seven to ten minutes late. <laughs> always. So much so. I, I always bet Joe, I'm like, yo, I think it's going to be about seven minutes today. What you think? <laughs> but, but, but in my defense, like, if I leave the house an hour early, something is going to happen along the way, and I'm still seven to ten minutes late. <laughs> so I'm like, I might as well just leave when I feel like leaving, because regardless... <laughs> We're going to be seven to ten minutes late. But, 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 I will say that listening to you, it really has translated, and it it did translate into my business. Not so much anymore, but definitely early on. And you are more on time than you were. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Like, I literally be like, oh, my God, get there, get there, (laughs) get there. Whenever I'm meeting him specifically, because he be putting me on social media and stuff, like, and I can't do that. (laughs) But earlier in my business... I would have clients or prospects not show up or not show up on time to the point where I had to implement a tardiness policy. But now, when you think about it, my behavior caused me to attract other people like me. Mm. I'm always late. So I attracted people who were always late. Listen, my tardiness gets on Shan's nerves so bad now he's just kind of accepted that I am who I am and we make jokes about it. But it's not a joke like I accept it. It's a joke like Donnie quit playing with my time. My tardiness, literally, I think I think I got broken up with one time over my tardiness. <laughs> 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 I think like I, for real, like my whole like it was a whole argument, like. I told you 20 minutes ago I was on the way. You were ready. Like, why did it take you 15 minutes to come down the stairs, like, from your building? And I'd be like, because the elevator be stuck, you know? (laughs) But there are people in my life now who challenge, who challenge me in that way that I have to get better. Like, I have to get better at being on time. And what's crazy is, like, I'm never late for money. Yo, she will not budge on a client. My gosh. Not. He'd be like, can you do something different? No, I got clients. So I, I want to know, and I don't, I don't want to know, but I want you to know what your pattern is. And it may not be latenesses. It may be your temper. It may be your emotions. It may be your how ego. You, your ego. Never accepting, um, never accepting fault. Where... You clearly do something, but in your mind, automatically you come out with an excuse. Yeah, like know those people is. who clearly do something to piss you off, and then you get pissed off, and then they be like, but what did I do? Why are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to attract more of that into your life and into your business, yep. and you're not going to understand why people are always pissed off with you, but it's because... 
you are the kind of person who throws shots and you don't accept it. You're going to cover your hand. No, but then it's like, well, what did I do? Why are you mad? What did I do? Why are you mad? You want to create customer complaints and chargebacks and disputes? Keep being that person. Mm-hmm. Keep being that person. You want problems in your relationship with your clients? Keep being that person. At some point, we got to look internally and stop saying, I am who I am. Either you take me or you leave me. Good. I'm leaving you. And I mean, in business, I, I don't have to take what you give. I don't have to take it. You don't have to take what you can get. Your customers don't have to take what you can get or what they can get. So what are three things about yourself right now that you constantly hear people accuse you of being that are not the best representation of you? Three, you already hate got it. You it. know, you got your three things before I even finish my sentence. <laughs> what are the three things right now that people are constantly saying, you are this person, you are this person, and you are this person that we need to sh- make a shift on? Like, what, what's your three things? Because yeah. you got them. Come to the mic for me. Could be. And it could be something that you know in your head, it might be the overdrive. How often are you negative? Mm-hmm. I only got one thing and people say I'm an asshole. You're an asshole. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know why. Have you owned but it? He owned it though. It's shit out. He said, man, that's what people say. I'm not having a hard time believing it. <laughs> nah, he's, he liked that thing though. He nah. said, hey, man. You can tell me. You can tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. And then what is your response to that? Like you said, it is what it is, but you ain't got to deal with it. You could go find somebody else to go just in third. But since you're still with me, it's like I'm dealing with my assholeness. He's talking about his relationship. Oh, yeah. Go on. Nah, nah, nah. I'm talking about people too. You ain't Nah, 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 nah. You got this. Social proof podcast. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I don't watch. No, nah, I don't watch. You're an asshole. Can we edit this you're conversation, butthole. please? Thank you're, you. You're a jerk. Okay, and I'm yeah. not calling you names. I'm just looking right, for Right, 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 right. So let me ask you this. How many good friendships and relationships have you lost because you're a jerk? I don't think it's because I'm a, I'm a jerk. See, already we're in denial. <laughs> nah, I don't think because I'm a jerk. It's more so that I, ele- I elevate. So I see somebody, I, I keep growing, but they staying the same. So I make that choice to keep moving forward while they stand still, which yeah. is cool, but I'm on the go. I'm on go. So that's probably why they see me as an asshole because I'm so focused a on jerk, my business. Jerk, 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 jerk. I'm sorry, I'm y'all. A jerk. a jerk because I'm so focused on my goals and they don't want me focused, be focused on, they want to go to the bar, the clubs, they want to do this and the third, but I'm be so not, focused. That's not it. But that's I'm, not it. Trust me. It's, it's so just I, not. I, I've been there. I've been there. So where I start to elevate. So, so it's one thing to start to elevate and people don't understand and you respond the way you typically respond in that true jerk fashion. Right. It is Yo, if you ain't it, right. it is what it is. If, if you, you ain't coming. Like right. So I don't I don't have that problem, me personally. Mm-hmm. I have problems, just not that one. Okay. But when I started to elevate, I just kept asking people to come with me. Hey, won't you come over and help? Yo, we about to start building this joint. You with it? And they say no. Mm. And then they'll call again and say, yo, you coming out tonight? Nah, man, I'm, I'm working on this joint. Yo, you want right, to help right. me? Just come through. Right. Nah. And what happened was they stopped calling. Right, exactly. But I didn't have to, like, let them go. They let themselves go, and so they're ready to come along. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right, so right. It's, it's not like when you elevate, people don't understand, and then they leave you. Mm. It's it's your pattern. Mm-hmm. Okay. It people will pattern. stick with you, but it's how... You just have to care enough 
to say I want to do something different or I want to become something not different, being a different right. person. Right. But I want to grow, not in business. You can elevate in business and you're still the same immature little boy you were, not you, mm. or the same immature little girl you were. You're growing in business, but those same things, you're dealing with the same things. Right. Yeah, like I used to deal with anger management issues and growing up the way that I grew up and in the environment that I grew up, if you were a girl like me who could pop off and let them know, it was attractive, right? It was very attractive. And um, as I grew into other environments, being that person who would knock your teeth out was no longer cute. Right. <laughs> Were you that one? <laughs> I can see it kind of right there. <laughs> the way she said it, like. I never knocked anybody's teeth out. You tried. But I was never afraid you to fight. You ever tried? All right, okay. No, because teeth will bust your nose. <laughs> I was never afraid. I was never afraid to fight, right? And I was never afraid to assert myself into a situation. Like, I was the person who would protect my friends. I'm coming. If I'm coming through, every, leave it alone, because Donnie's going to do something real ignorant, right? Mm. Um, and it was cute back then to be that person right. because nobody expected it from me. As I began to grow into different environments, you would see how unattractive it was to be the woman who's always on go. Always on go. I'm going to tell that mf -er off and yada, yada, yada. Nobody wants to be around that person. And so I had to make the decision to grow. Right. But in full transparency, growth doesn't mean perfect. Mm -hmm. Because I almost yanked somebody across the counter on our way here to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> he had to literally drag me off away from this woman. Growth doesn't mean Perfect, Thanks. right? What you need to do, and as I'm thinking about myself, like, it was really embarrassing in hindsight looking at it because I really almost did yank this one. I, I, I was trying to yank this woman across the counter in the airport. Like, that's probably fed time. Okay, what happened, though? I'd like to know. <laughs> I'd like to know. What, what, what happened? What's the scenario? So we're running to the plane, and I already got an attitude because I'm hangry. Like, dumb hungry, Right. So we're looking at these two options of food. So I go to the one place and I'm like, hey, and I ask her, hey, about how long does it take to get food from this restaurant? She tells me, ma'am, go down there and I'm going to help you when I finish doing what I'm doing. Now, I look at this restaurant and I look at the other option. The other option only had French fries as a choice. So am I gonna get on this flight? I gotta be on the plane literally in like six minutes. Am I gonna go with these French fries or am I just gonna suck it on up and go on down there and wait for this lady to come serve me? So I go down there and she's fixing my plate and this is all happening so fast. She's fixing my plate, I asked for chicken fingers and then I, somebody else brought out some rotisserie chicken. So I said, ooh, while she's putting it on my tray, I said, ooh, is that white meat or dark meat? She said, do you see both? Yo. This is like a movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so I got one earring 
cutting off at this point, like, okay, she she trying me. Like, I'm starting to sweat under my underarms, and I don't sweat like that, right? So it's, it's escalating into a situation. So I said, yeah, I see both, ma'am. I'm sorry. Can I have the rotisserie chicken instead of the chicken fingers? She says, once it's on your tray, I can't put it back. Now, she is behind the glass holding my plate. She is not giving me the plate. She's put a chicken finger on the plate. The woman came and brought her the pan of rotisserie chicken. With that same hand, she put the rotisserie chicken on the line. So I said, I'm sorry. The same hand that just put the rotisserie chicken up can't take my fried chicken tender out and swap it for a rotisserie chicken? Ma'am, you want this food or not? Hold up, <laughs> Because now, right? So I'm still starving. And I said, ma'am, I'm just trying to make an order. That's all. I just want to get food. So we're walking to the register. And she's like, I understand you in a rush, but your emergency is not my emergency. Mm, that's a bar, though. It is a bar. It's a and you bar. Gotta, you got to agree. It's a it's bar. A bar. It's a, <laughs> she, said, she says, I understand you're in a rush, but your emergency is not my emergency. I said, no. But preparing my order is your um, is your responsibility, right? And she said, your emergency is not our responsibility. I said, no, but preparing my order is, okay? And I can't believe that the same hand that put that rotisserie chicken out can't swap my fried chicken for a piece of rotisserie chicken. So she throws my plate across the, the and it bumps into me right here. And I'm at this point, I'm about to lose my mind. Like, everybody can get it at this point. So I pushed the plate back and was like, hold up. I don't know what you think this is, but it ain't that. Okay? Mm. It's about to get real ignorant real fast. Ma'am, so she walks away. He comes walking up. And she's like, it's about to be a good day. That's the only thing Ooh. you going to do to me to take it. I said, you got damn right. It's about to be a good day. <laughs> And he's like, Donnie, what is going on? I'm like, what's going on? So he's literally like pulling me off. She's talking, I'm talking. And I'm like, I will yank you across this encounter so fast. And he's like, come on, I turn back around. He's pulling me away. And so I literally, my whole walk, she allowed me to go so far back. Like, I'm like, you oh, and didn't, and didn't, and didn't, and didn't, and didn't. I dare you. Dad, dare you. <laughs> Anyway. So, <laughs> Yo, but you had food on the plane, though. That was the food. That was the food. I took my... So so I go to pay for the food. I'm paying... He's like... Same lady or... Same lady. He's like, just pay for the food. So I pay for the food. I put my phone... She, she Put your card in. So I put my card in. Nothing happens. It says, take my card out. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't confirm a price. I said, ma'am, did my transaction go through or not? Did it? What do you see? This is crazy. Heffa, did this transaction go through <laughs> or not? Okay? Because at this point, like, for real. And this is all happening in a matter of, like, three minutes. And so she's like, do you need a receipt? I was like, yes, I need a receipt. So she just keep popping off. I said, you know what? It's your receipt. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is now we make it to the plane. I don't know if you and Dre noticed that I wasn't in the mood it to talk. It was an energy. It was definitely an energy, right? He embarrassed. I'm riled up. And and we were about to miss the flight. The the late the gate agent said that was about to be one expensive meal. Mm -hmm. We flying first class, right? I said, I wish I would have missed this flight because I would have went back and whipped up. <laughs> you know what I get from the story, whoa, though? Whoa, whoa, wait. Okay. So now we're sitting in first class and all I can talk about is what happened. That had me... 
up and da 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 And the people around me are like, oh my God. <laughs> so where that could have been a networking opportunity and you're sitting in first class, you could have talked to people. And it just so happened that the woman, the two people who were sitting behind us checked into our hotel. Mm. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it. And we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay. Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. What did I blow? a young black woman and maybe her daughter or somebody else who is obviously a professional woman. And this is a woman who's paying anywhere from $600 to $900 a night to stay at this hotel. She's staying for six nights. So your girl got a little bread. I could have turned around and said, oh my God, we were just on the same plane together. Let's connect if you got time for a drink. But because I was so consumed in this ignorance, now I'm embarrassed, like, have a good stay. (laughs) (laughs) How many opportunities have you blown just being who you are? And this is for everybody. Check this, check this though. Here's here's what, uh, and sometimes we may not connect it, but I think it all rooted from the pattern of being late. Oh, it did. In the event that you had a little more time, you'd be like, oh, we'll just take this one and we'll sit there and we'll chill and... Can I say something? Please. <laughs> you to take my bar? Are you doing? Like, I just had a point. So I was ready <laughs> because I knew I was... Where are you going? I was ready. <laughs> that story got her on fire, all right. <laughs> Where do you think you going? I was, I was so ready. I was on time. I had my bags packed. He comes. He's late. He lollygagging at the barbershop, right? <laughs> he's lollygagging at the barbershop. I needed to go get a Fenty Beauty eyebrow pencil. And so now I'm livid because I'm like, yo, I don't have time to stop at Sephora and get me some food. I didn't even want to eat in the airport, okay? I wanted to go to another restaurant and grab me some food. So I'm proud of myself. David and them going to be proud. Like, we're on time. (laughs) I I wanted to beat him to the gate personally, right? I wanted to beat him to the gate. He says, oh, we got enough time. We're going to go to Sephora. And I said, we don't have time to go to Sephora. We're going to be late. I'm not trying to be running through the airport. Like, we got just <laughs> enough time at this point to get there, park comfortably, and walk through the airport. We, 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 we can go. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> I still feel like... It wasn't me being late, though. However, you could have went to Sephora the day before. You knew you needed it. Couldn't. Why can't- I couldn't. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I can't do Because I was super busy. And he's about to bring up a text where I said... <laughs> Hello? Is this is this on? Can y'all hear me? I don't need you to go to Sephora for me because I asked to go to Sephora on her behalf yes. at before the airport. Right. I don't need you to go to Sephora with me. I'd rather you just come back here to do to go out and get other stuff on that way. So she told me I don't need you to go to Sephora. Because he had taken so long at the barbershop. And to be clear, to be clear, hold on, let me ask you, let me ask you, let me ask you. I'll go on your behalf. Let me ask you, are you typically late places? Never. Never. Never? I'm sorry I'm being involved. When we double date, though. I'm holding you accountable. When we double date, though, when we double date, both of y'all are always late. I was late. Because of her. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm always late. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Yo, you for sure. Yo. So Joe told me that y'all. And y'all be wondering why I say I'm single until I'm married. Okay. I love. I love him. All right. So so check this out. Here's here's. So all right. So I'm about. I'm about to. I'm about we to are not you. drilling down on this. This is so, how okay. we get to the money. We got notes. We got notes. We do got notes. However, got moral of the story. There is some pattern that you have that's affecting so many different areas of your life, and you've had it for. You can sit down, man. I'm sorry. It's you've a had, You've had it for so long that you don't even realize that it has tentacles. Yeah. Because I'm constantly late. This one time that I was ready, like an hour and a half early, he assumed I got time because she always late. Mm-hmm. So when he gets home. Wow. I am livid. I'm sitting in the house. So first of all, I didn't have keys, right? You want to get to the notes? Yeah, I had my keys. 
First of all, okay, so the next one is... So we were talking about employment. More yes. of the story, don't be late. Don't be late and, and don't be wherever you are, wherever you are, we have to develop from the inside out. Did you write okay. down three things about yourself that needs development? Yeah. All right. And I'm telling you, I, I don't got time to go through all my flaws and all my faults. I, I promise you. Dre? All right, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. They, they, <laughs> they paid for a good show, okay? This is a, this is <laughs> a good show. Y'all having fun okay? yet? Are y'all having fun? So right. um, how many people, main source of income is you get paid from an employer. You get paid from an employer. Okay, cool, cool. Cool. Next step is you need to start trading your time for dollars. Nothing wrong with trading your time for dollars if that's the next step from trading your time from dollars for somebody else. I'd rather get paid, I'd rather be my employer that pays me versus another employer because they're going to put a cap on my income. Somebody said something really cool. They said your boss will never pay you enough to live next door to you. I said that. You didn't say that. I said that, that sound like your boss will never pay you enough to be his neighbor. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you might have said that. But we, we have to start to develop that. So while I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm working for my job, and that's my main source of income. And then I start this T-shirt brand, and I'm like, yo, I need to make an extra $200 a week. That was my initial goal, $100 off days. Y'all know my story. It's just, I had two off days, and that was the only, those were the only days that I was hustling my T-shirts. I'm like, okay, if this job pays me, I can at least pay me. And it wasn't to make six figures initially. It wasn't to be a millionaire initially. It was one, working at a job. And before I even started this business, I worked at the Cheesecake Factory for three years and proven myself. Working on, that's why I'm so anal on, on time right now. Because mm. it wasn't always like that. I intentionally, like Donnie said, pick three. That was on my three. I said, this is one thing I'm going to fix. So I embraced that. So the next thing is, we need to figure out how you can pay you. Like what idea... Nothing wrong with exchanging time for dollars because you'll always do that. The, one of the biggest myths about entrepreneurship is that you're no longer trading your time for oh, money. Yeah. Yes, you Absolutely, are. 100%. And not only are you trading your time for money, you're trading more of your time mm -hmm. for money because you are typically spending hours thinking through your concept, hours analyzing the data, hours fulfilling whatever service or offer you know it is that you, you provide, hours correcting the mistake, Hours thinking on set, like you are literally trading more time for money. 100%. And, and it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with it. So I got some friends there. Bar, let's say a barber, right? Where's, the, where's my barber friend in here? Make six figures as a barber. And that's good. I mean, you trading time for dollars because you have to cut some people here. The problem is, if anything ever happens to your hands, if you don't feel well, if you're sick, that's the only problem. So shouts out to my man. He got a he got a barber shop though. So it's like he's on he's on the 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 next phase. But it's nothing wrong, right? You can make a good income. Like I know some friends that like they DJs make a bunch of money. They're trading their time for dollars. It's just I'm trading less time for more dollars because they can DJ for an hour, two hours, and make a lot of money. How many people want to get to that phase where you can at least supplement your income? by paying yourself. Good. Next step. Be paid from other people's work. Get paid from other people's work. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so this is now when you are the barber, but you own the barbershop and it's staffed full 
of other barbers and you're collecting salon or booth rent or commission, whatever that is. That's now when you're a business coach or a coach and you have other coaches working under you, right? 100%, 100%. What would that look like for you? Yo, when I was, okay, check this out. I had all three of them going. So I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm selling my T-shirts. And if y'all watched that very first video, it was called um, Eric Thomas Dream Big, something like that. You remember? It was a while ago. It was a while ago. And at the end of the video, you'll see a bunch of my friends in different cities that were selling the T-shirts. So I, I figured this thing out really early that I'm working, I'm getting an income from my job. I'm selling shirts. I'll sell you a shirt, I'll make the money. But I knew that if I can give my friends some shirts and they sold some money, I can make a little bit off of that. I figured it out really early. We got to get to a point where we figure out how can we leverage other people's time to make more money. I would love to if I could highlight. Um, I have two clients in the room. Let's give it up for the heart zogs. <laughs> And first of all, they drove all the way from Dallas to be here, but I believe that they are one of the dopest examples of getting paid from other people's work. Um, they have created a cleaning service, right? A cleaning company, but they don't own any cleaning supplies. They don't clean any units. They don't even know how to clean because they don't clean. People clean for them. So they have figured out how to leverage people who love cleaning and they have generated multiple six figures hand over fist from this service. So back in March, they contacted me and hired me to be their coach because they wanted to earn, the number was $100,000 from their course in March to now teach people how you can go out and create a cleaning business without owning any cleaning supplies Real quick, or anything. How did y'all find Donnie though? Real quick. Really? First oh, of all, I, I promise I didn't know that. It, I, I, you know I was making a point, and I'll make a point in just a minute, but go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. It was the podcast. Um, and then we met at the Content Creation Boot Camp, but we had just did our... Okay. So let me... Because I want to highlight them for this, and then I want you guys... Y'all can make y'all's way to the mic, because I kind of want to want to hear about why you did this. Um, again, they... So now they, they contacted me in March. They want to know, how can we create... How can we help more people start cleaning businesses without owning any cleaning products. Like, if you could do that, fantastic. So in March, they had sold $4,000. The highest they'd ever done in a month was $4,000 in core sales, right? They came and they said, Donnie, we need to make $100,000. They just last month or earlier this month closed out at $100,000 so far this year. Mm. of so so getting paid from what other people do right and now you can teach how you own a barber shop and you get paid for other people's hands so if you want to take a vacation for your birthday month for 30 days you have successfully made six figures yeah. with your barber shop and now you can create a course or a program and you can help other people understand other barbers who look just like you now that I've gotten paid for what other people are doing. When they told me that their goal was $100,000 and I saw that their concept was a cleaning business without owning cleaning products, I said, this is genius. I'm going to write you a little measly $100,000 down, but we're going to laugh at this because you're going to make way more. And now the goal is two fifty. dollars Well, that's what we said, but they're going to do three hundred dollars mm, this year. Let's go. Let's go. Right? 
tell us about what you do and how you leverage other people's talents yep. to make money. So um, long story short, my name is Anthony. Come closer. Look closer to and I'm Janoka. Go ahead. So uh, we started a six-figure cleaning business, and the goal was, like Donnie said, was to leverage other people's expertise. Uh, I don't clean. She doesn't clean. We hate cleaning. So we pretty much are just like Airbnb, Uber, Lyft. There's a service that needs to be provided. There's a person who does the service, and we match them together, and we take a profit from that. You can wow. continue. That's it. <laughs> so what we do is um, we use contractors to clean. We hire them and they go out and do the jobs, basically. So that's why we don't own any cleaning supplies. We basically connect the customer with the um, contractor. They go do the job and we charge the customer and that's how we get paid. When how? did when, when did things change for you? Uh, let's see. In the cleaning business itself? Like, yeah, when did it start making money? When did it start picking up? So we started in November 2017, and I would say it probably started picking up about October 2018 for us. Gotcha. That's really when it started picking up. We part, we started putting more marketing dollars into it, to and be then honest. at the height of the pandemic in March, we had more time, and we said, we want to make this course. Yeah. People kept asking about it. We started posting more content, mm -hmm. and they kept asking the same questions. And I said, let's do a course. And she was like, nah, I'm not with it. Yeah. She so she like wasn't with it. We went on live and we spoke about the cleaning business. I said, if you could get 10 sales, we didn't have the course at all. We had no concept. If you get 10 sales pre-selling this, then we'll do it. We got 15. Yeah. So then we did the course and launched it June 1st of last year and then started with Don Donnie um, March of this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Clap it up. So when it comes to this model, how many things could you have done, but then you said, eh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So maybe you're a graphic designer and you're saying, I am tired of designing. I don't want to design anymore. Are, do you have the platform for exposure where people are consistently coming to you for this job? And now can you go out and find contract graphic designers to come and complete these jobs for your clients and you're making this money hand over fist. They make too much money with a business doing a thing that they hate doing. They don't clean themselves. You guys did what, 400? What's the count? So for our sales with the cleaning business, mm -hmm. we're about like at 750. Yeah, we're close to 800,000. Yeah, so by the end of this year, beginning of next year, it'll be a million dollar business. Wow. They don't clean. Yeah. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. What can you do? You're looking for a way to make money. You don't think you have a skill. You don't think you have a talent. Or maybe you know you have it. You haven't figured out how to monetize it. Is there something that you can do to get paid from other people's talent? Like, there are people who love to clean. There are people who love to do the thing that you hate. Can you leverage your exposure or your likeness and say, hey, let me get a contractor to do this. I'm going to take a commission from it. Is hey. that a... Is that a fair business model? And let me let me tell you how this, the only way this model works is if you become somebody that other people want to follow mm -hmm. and respect. 
So it's going to come, it, it's coming right back to you. Nobody's going to work for somebody who's not personally developed. Mm. Nobody's going to work for somebody that they at some point aspire to be like. So you have to do the work. You have to like, and not even, not even the physical work. You have to do like the mental work, the emotional work. You have to grow. What does that look like, Shans? What is, what is the, we know what it looks like, but we hear this a lot. You guys hear this a lot. Who, you know, you're watching this. You How'd you get a better water than me? Because I requested, thank you, thank you, okay? They called me and said, Donnie, what is your preference of water? I know you like to drink this particular brand. I don't. Can I have a better water? No, 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 because those are coming back to my, my room. All of them? All of them. I thought there was a six pack. There's a six pack. My bad, go for it. Anywho, um, people, I, I don't, one thing that I like to do is tie up loose ends. So I don't want to give you the cliche of go work on yourself and you don't really understand what that means, right? Mm. So what did you do to work on yourself to become a better entrepreneur, specifically? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I had to be very intentional about listening to listen and not listening to respond. Mm. Because when, I, when, I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, I know what I want to say. Anybody like that? You know, no matter what you say, I know how I'm going to reply because it's good in my head. This is going to kill your little argument right here. I know it is. But I'm not necessarily... I got a better one? Thanks, man. I'm docking that from what you got paid. And yours is mad warm. Is so, yours cold? Absolutely. I don't do cold water. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. All right, so um, so I... I I wanted to be a better communicator. So I read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie. It is not necessarily about influencing people, but it's a whole book on communication. I wanted to know how to talk to people. That is one of my greatest skills. If I, would, if I could say one thing that has taken my business to another level, it's been working on my communication, how I talk to people listening, maybe sometimes reiterate, and I don't always get it right, especially with my wife, because she'll tell you I don't Aww. listen at all. <laughs> but it's a, it's, it's a work in progress. But in terms of business, which is different, I'm an excellent communicator. I will say that. And I'll just say it over and over again to make sure I understand what you're saying and understand how you feel about it. So my work was... Can I communicate? I need to get through to some people. I feel like everybody has like this barrier. And I got to listen to you. I got to say certain things to see how you respond. I have to watch you so I can get through this barrier so there can be a connection. And two, I had to work on the vision. I can't just say I want you to work. This is what I need. This is what I'll pay you. It's always going to be a company with a vision. Because what I found is that people are more attracted to the vision than the income. They want to be somewhere. And I got to paint this whole picture. But before I start painting the picture, I got to talk to you, find out where you want to go, so that when I start painting the picture, you can see yourself. I have to place you in this vision of how it works. That's why Jovan rock with me so tough. It's not about do this and you'll make this money. There's a whole vision. And he knows, he knows that... More importantly, 
I'm going to do the work regardless. And you're trying to get people to follow you and you're mad at your friends for not rocking with you, but they know you're not going to do the work without them. You need them. Everybody on my team should know that they are super valuable, but I'm going to the promised land, period. You see my work ethic. I'm not telling Joe to do nothing that I ain't going to do myself. Right? So he come in here, set up the cameras, but when I get here, we're going to come in here, do it together, we're going to fix it, we're going to get it right. But you're mad at people for not following you, but you're not giving them any reason to follow you. Mm. And that's how you get the most out of people because they know that their work isn't for you, it's for them. Especially if you start painting a picture. You're really good at that. And I think that is one thing that is rubbed off on me from you is your ability to communicate the vision. Because before, quite honestly, I struggled with choosing the right employee or retaining the right employee. And it was because I was so connected to my vision, I initially led from a place of, this is my vision, it's in my head. There was probably some kind of a fear attached to communicating what that vision was to the rest of the team. And it was more like, I pay you to do a job. But then the moment that I shifted and started to share the vision, I started to attract people that wanted to come and work for me, whether I could pay them or not. Like my very first assistant, they wanted to come and work for me whether I could pay or not, right? And so that's something too, if you're in a place as an entrepreneur or as a, as a CEO and you're struggling with team, you're struggling with people staying, you're struggling with people liking you and, 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 and not being about money because we hear it all the time. Oh, they're just here for the money. Well, have you communicated the vision? Are you clear on what the vision is? And have you, your team and the people around you, whether they understand it or not, they need to hear the vision from you. Yep, and there needs to be progress. Because once you say it, we gotta see it. Once you say it, we gotta see it. Meaning you gotta keep working. So I'm talking about like, yo, this be the number one entrepreneurship podcast in the world. I'm not just saying it. I'm going to give you updates on how close we are. So right now, currently, according to the charts, not just my belief, we are the number one black entrepreneurship podcast in the country. So... I'm looking at the charts. I'm, I'm, I'm not rocking too, but she gave, a, she gave a couple standing ovations today. That's what's up. <laughs> but I'm looking at the charts. I'm looking at the charts, and I'm doing the work when all these lights and all that kind of stuff ain't set up. I'm, I'm looking at the charts. I'm listening to other podcasts. I'm looking at all the number ones in all the different categories because there's a million different categories. So I'm, like, we hit, like, number seven, and I'm, I'm scrolling up, and I'm looking. I'm like, yo, everybody white. We good. That's the, next, that's the next step. Like, we got to be a number one in something. Then we got to go back and report it. We have progress. I'm going to keep showing you the numbers. And that holds me accountable because I can't just stop showing you the numbers, which means we got to keep growing. But some of you are so afraid to tell somebody because you're afraid to commit. I'm going all the way with this thing. You go all in. You go all in. I'm telling you, years was crazy, and we'll get into uh, the next step. The next step. The, the fourth one. But I, I cut off 
some income streams, got focused, and started making more money. Mm-hmm. Most of you in this room, we feel like we got to add other services, add other stuff to make more money. I'm telling you, I cut off some income streams. I'm not saying cut off ideas. Some of you are, you got to cut, you cutting off ideas. I'm, t- I'm talking about something that pays. I said, I'm not touching that anymore. I'm focused in this lane. We cut off income streams, started making more money. Mm. Some people, even when I say it, you don't understand it. Because in your mind, you think you got to do more. What's crazy is I started offering clients less and they started paying me more. A fact. I thought I had to give people the whole world. A fact. They don't want the whole world. You are excellent at creating, getting the vision, communicating the vision, and being intentional about sticking to the vision. Like that... That is your gift. You, you just, even, with, even with this podcast, we did an episode. It was just an interview. You just asked me to show up. Mm-hmm. Be a guest, right? Next month will be a year that mm-hmm. we've been doing this. Wow. Shan said, yo, I think we should try doing a podcast together. I didn't understand. I, you know, I didn't, remember, I didn't even understand what a podcast yeah. was. Well, what is a podcast? Like, how do you do that? <laughs> this, this is a radio show, a TV show. What is it? Just come on, let's try so we started it. He told me then what his vision was for it. But then we started reading the comments. And I'm like, Shans, these comments looking real sleazy. They ain't feeling you, girl, right? They <laughs> Anybody here, you, you wasn't feeling Dottie at first? Anybody, you wrote that comment? You wanted to raise your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Dottie girl? Oh, you saw her raise <laughs> The comments were trash. Yo, who is this super aggressive know-it-all? Who is this yada, yada, yada? And I went to Shans and I said, look, I'm not sure this is a good move for your audience. I'm cool not doing the podcast. This is your thing, not mine. That's how I was. This is your thing, not mine. Nope, we're going to keep doing it. Every week we come back. I'd be like, Shans, I don't think they like me. <laughs> nope, we're going to keep doing it. And we had a conversation, too. I was like, uh, I, I, forgot what, I forgot what happened. But um, I was like, Donnie, they don't. They don't feel the co-host thing. And if I was your client, what would you tell me to do? She's like, I get rid of me. (laughs) I get rid of me, right? But he said, listen, it's going to turn around. He was, if you don't have people speaking badly about, you know. And then we identified the fact that it wasn't me that they didn't like. It was, well, it was me. But it was the fact that they were used to seeing David by himself, And because this is a podcast that focuses on business development and entrepreneurship, and I am a business development and entrepreneurship coach, I come off as a know-it-all, right? I know some things. David (laughs) kept saying, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. I don't see these comments turning around. Suddenly, the comments turn around. The comments turn around, we're traveling, we're in Houston, and this is ri- this was David's vision. He cast this vision onto me, and I never really bought into I bought into it after we started doing it, and I realized I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like doing this. But he had to paint the picture, and David will tell you, my calendar stays full. I couldn't find the time. I'm like, we'll do this for like a couple of months and see. How am I going to commit to something else that's a regular thing now? How am I going to fit this into my calendar? But because David constantly paints the vision, it's almost like the FOMO effect. Y'all know what that is? 
the fear of missing out. Shit, I got to keep doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy, too. So it's, it's not even just having the vision and doing the work. You got to monitor the work. Mm-hmm. So we did a couple episodes where it was just me and Donnie, and people liked it. Yeah. And then some other episodes, me and her interviewing a guest, and it wasn't as strong. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the patterns, and we just come together and we say, yo, we're just going to do the... Our episodes will just be us. Yeah. So we're like, you have to inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. You got to be look. You got to be looking at it. What's working and what's not working. We can't just blame it on people hating. Or people ain't got money. Or the city that I'm in. Anybody ever use that excuse? Oh, I got to get out of Houston. It's just... It's the city. We got to look at what's happening. We got to look at ourselves. My man, so my man, he has a, um, he's on a network and on this network, there are other podcasts. And I asked the guy like, yo, he's like, yo, man, we, we, you know, just, just growing the podcast and all that. And I'm like, yo, your numbers ain't even close to their numbers. And y'all on the same network. I said, do you have a good show? He said, yeah, my show is banging, bro. Like I'm, I got the guests we lit. Well, why is it not growing? You think you have a good show Mm. because it's your show. But you're not looking at the data. Mm-hmm. It, now let's look at the show. Like, what is this person doing? On the same, it's, on a network, you have one audience. And then you put multiple shows in front of this audience. And the audience decides what they like and what they don't. You're just doing the work, thinking it's going to turn around. But you got to figure out, okay, what, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What can I be doing better? Let me look at myself. Am I asking good questions? Let me, let me humble myself and find out from another person who has a bigger podcast and say, hey, let me commission you to look at my show. Tell me what you think. But if we have the mindset, oh, we already got a good show. We good. Then we'll start blaming it on other factors. Maybe I'm on the wrong network. Maybe I need to change the title. Maybe I need a new team. My videographer, they're not doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is Okay, fine. let's get to number four so we can get to some questions. All right, number four. You have systems. Being paid by systems to work. Yep. Being paid by systems to work. So now you've got people in place, but you also have automations in place. So what about what you do can you automate, right? What can you delegate and what can you automate? So maybe you do high-ticket sales and your business requires sales calls. And you're doing the sales calls. Can you now hire a sales team? Systems, people think that systems are all technology and systems are not technology. Systems are simply a way that something is done over and over and over and over again. So identify what are the repetitive tasks that are happening in your business. What happens every single day on a frequency? And then ask yourself, how can I simplify this process? Is it people? Is it a software? Is it a process? How can I simplify it? So I know commonly many entrepreneurs want to engage their clients via email and text messages. Well, make your life easier and put a system in place for that and pre-schedule emails. If you're sending out revenue-generating emails, let's go ahead and pre-schedule those. How can you pre-plan your content? That's a process that's a part of a system, right? Instead of taking notes on paper 
What kind of client management software can you use now to digitally track your clients and their progress? SOPs. What kind of processes and workflows can you put together so that you can train everybody? So SOPs are really great for, for two really good reasons, you right? You want to share what SOPs are? I'm sorry. Standard operating procedures. The way you do something in your business or the way you get to the result. So you want SOPs for two primary reasons. Number one, you want them to make sure that the people who are working in your business are all operating by the same code of business. And number two, you want SOPs in place to make sure that your clients and customers are served the same way. You don't want somebody to get Jacob on a sales call and they get a 10 minute call and, you know, it was in Jacob's voice. And then somebody else gets Stephanie on a call and it's a 45 minute call and they got the whole shebang red carpet laid out for them. The SOPs is a part of a process, which is a part of a system that makes sure that your employees are all marching to the beat of the same drum and your customers and clients are all getting the same experience. So right now, right now, what are three things that you can begin working on automating and delegating right away in your business? And start with the thing that you're doing that you're not so great at doing and it makes you money. And what are you doing that is a, that, that you need to make money and you're not so great at doing it, but you've been trying to DIY yourself there forever? Let's put a system in place for it. So, for example, me. Tech. I'm capable of doing tech. I was an engineering major. I decided a very long time ago that I don't want to be bothered with tech. I don't like to sit at the computer and just be deep in the details and figuring stuff out, I'm going to pay somebody to do that, right? But for so long, before I could pay somebody to do that, I was trying to figure out how to set up these workflows. And then it's a disaster and all this good stuff. And then I took a course that taught me how to put a system in place. I got coaching from someone that taught me how to put certain systems in place. Tech was important. It was the first thing that I delegated and automated because without my sales funnels and without my landing pages, I don't have a way to communicate my message. I don't have a way for people to go and do business with me, right? So that's, that's something. Maybe you're taking payments via Cash App. Oh, just Cash App me, PayPal me. No. Let's put a system in place. How can you collect money like a professional, but not only are you collecting money, you're collecting data, because when you're using like a Stripe or however you're getting paid, Square, whatever it is, they're collecting your customer data. They're collecting names, emails, phone numbers, locations. You're getting so much more data. It's a growth task. It's a responsibility that you have to make sure that you're, you have a good system in place for accepting payment. Team meetings. That's a system. Your team isn't operating to your beat. They don't know what's going on. You're constantly texting everybody individually. No, routine and regular team meetings. That is a system that you have in, your, in place in your business. You can start being predictable mm -hmm. with how your business operates. And I give you another perspective. So for instance, Donnie, she can go make some money. I sell you on a coaching program, I make money, right? That's the second step. Or she can hire a salesperson, 
to go make sales and bring the money back. That's the third step of, you know, I just have somebody else go make me money. What she's done now, however, is when we're on a podcast, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, and then it lives on YouTube, and then her number or information is on YouTube, and then they book a call, and they enroll. So the system is, let me, let me do this podcast, explain my expertise. Let me put up content. My, my Instagram is working right now. Mm-hmm. My Instagram page is working right now. While we sit here, YouTube is working right now. So my, my friend, uh, Marquel, y'all see him in the front of these ads. He said, yo, in the front of the episodes, say, yo, I got the next 30 episodes I'm sponsoring. He understands. I would rather have, I would rather pay for a system that works. And it wasn't no $10,000, $20,000 either. He said the next 30 episodes. He said, I would rather pay. So I know, I know you're going to keep doing podcasts. I know that, I know YouTube ain't crashing no time soon. And people are watching it constantly. It's like 40, 50,000, it's like, thir- it's like 30 to 50,000 views every single day. He's smart. He said, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my ad on here. You say it, it happens one time, and it just continues to work. Mm. What can you do? Can I say something to that? Yeah. So um, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, and they're always looking for marketing strategies, Right. And they want to get paid marketing strategies, but then they don't have any money. They don't know how to run ads, and they don't have any money to pay a marketing team to run ads. And so then they say, well, my business has halted. It's at a standstill because I can't run ads. When I launched my signature program, I attempted to run ads, and for Facebook's reason, they banned and blocked and disabled my entire business manager. At this time, I cannot run ads, and it's been... More than a year. Still can't. Still can't run ads. I have made more money in this last year than I have in one consecutive year in my entire history of doing business because I didn't care. If I can't run ads, I'm going to do something else. So what's stopping you? You don't know how to run ads? You don't have the budget for a marketing agency? Can you do a podcast? Like, I guarantee that I'm getting booked for strategy sessions right now. Right now, because somebody is watching a podcast. Can you go live a little bit more? On Can you be your ad? You become your ad and go live on your Instagram channel, on your Facebook channel. You start a profile on LinkedIn. You get on Twitter and start post. You get consistent with content three to five times a day, every single day. You attend things like you can't invest in ads, invest in the content creation bootcamp. Yo, and I, I definitely got to say, like, when I, when I say my Instagram is working right now, it's because we create engaging content that always lives. Mm-hmm. And my number one thing I ask you, especially in the boot camp, like, we have to figure out how we can... Before you make a post, before you make a post, the next post you make, I want you to ask yourself, will somebody share this with somebody else? Will somebody share this with somebody else? So you post a picture of you. Will somebody share that with somebody else? You post a picture of you and your kids. Cute kids. But was that post a system that's going to work for you? 
Because when I share it with you, you share it with somebody else. And if it was good enough for you to share with somebody else, that means that somebody else is probably sharing it with somebody else. And my post can work this room. That's why it's so important to be able to create content. And I did something special for, um, for Houston. Um, man, I didn't even check to see if it works yet. But <laughs> um, so the content creation bootcamp, because I want you guys invested to come, and this is our first tour. Um, I asked the team to put together a unique link for you all, for those that want to come to the content creation bootcamp and spend three days with us. Um, it should be creatorsbootcamp.com forward slash Houston. Can somebody check and see if that works? Does it work? And I think it's, I think it's a thousand dollars off. I'm gonna just give the listeners a real play. I think because we're live on Is the it? podcast. <laughs> oh, correct. Well, it works. It works. Is it a thousand off? Yeah. Oh, so, so creatorsbootcamp.com forward slash Houston for those tonight. Now I I can't I can't um, I can't keep it up past tomorrow. So for those that want to come to Atlanta August yeah. 4th through six. Um, you guys definitely, definitely, because we, we've, y'all know how we here and we got the boot camp going. I mean, we got the podcast going. We're drilling down on entrepreneurship and content and how you can make money from content. And we're going to be doing a podcast blueprint because when I, I, I don't, I don't like saying it, but it's very profitable. Content has literally changed me and David's life. Absolutely. It has changed our lives. And I think we both started creating content before we knew what content creation was. 100%. Like, literally just sharing us and being authentic and transparent. And, and that's one thing that may be holding you back, too, if you're not where you want to be. Are you attached to this content that's inside of you that can be helping you grow? Like, my, pay, my page and my sales grow because I am authentically myself. If I am hurt... I'm explaining how I handled that hurt. I'm not on social media whining about the hurt. I am saying, hey guys, I experienced something real heavy this week as a CEO. Let me tell you what I did to get through it. If I am happy, I am sharing that win. If I learn something new in business, I'm sharing it. What are you not sharing that could get you to your financial goals? Not even just your financial goals, but your impact goals. The more people you help, the more, the more people you help get what they want, the more you're going to get what you want. Well, if you're not currently generating revenue, let's put a revenue method in place. Share good content. Your content will help somebody. Your content will help somebody. The more good content you put out, the more people you're helping, the more people you're helping, the more you're going to get what you want. That's a fact. I'm telling, yo, social media is not going anywhere. And it lives. So look, we got. I think is the chef here yet? Is he's we, here? Oh, oh, we got to get going. Okay, we got to get going because um, the VIP were eating dinner tonight. Um, did we finish? Yeah, we finished. Don't judge um, yourselves. Yep. This is good. I love it, man. Um, I, I want to highlight though yeah. before we wrap up, like. You, you posted it the other day. We all know it's true. You absolutely can become a millionaire or super wealthy with a job. You can. There are jobs that are helping you get to the, that are paying you significantly, right? It's not the easiest way to do it. 
if that's what your goal is. It's not the easiest way to do it. Entrepreneurship, to me, is much easier to make a million dollars than it is to do it at a job. Most of us have worked all of our lives since we were like 15, 16 years old and still haven't made a total sum of a million dollars. Over the 20, 30, 40 years that you've been working, you can literally start a business and make a million the same year. You can do that. And so we laid out these four ways that you get paid, the four main ways that you get paid. But ways number three and four, being paid from other people's work and being paid by systems, that's the difference Thanks. between a struggling entrepreneur and a thriving CEO. It's the difference. If you are constantly laboring to earn, you're, you're struggling. And you may think, no, I'm not, because I'm getting paid, I make money, I make money, but try taking 30 days off. <laughs> get injured, get sick. Try Do those things. Have a mental moment where you got to go and focus on yourself and do something different then you'll understand what I mean by struggling entrepreneur. So if you want to go from struggling entrepreneur to thriving CEO, of course, you can't skip the steps. You got to, you start with your job and then you figure out how to use a skill directly and, and pay yourself for your own talent. Then you figure out how to get some people in there and start leveraging their talent. Then you figure out how to put systems in place. Struggling CEO, I'm sorry, struggling entrepreneur, thriving CEO. We all got the same chance. There it is. There it is. Clap it up, y'all. Clap it up. All right, we got to get out of here, man. Uh, well, we're not getting out of here. We have the VIP, and I, I believe the VIP is already sold out. So um, we have a, we're, we're catering, so we have a particular amount of money, uh, food um, that we have for people. But um, we want to say thank you for everybody that came. This means a lot. This means a lot. And uh, we see in Houston showing up, so we could probably do a few more things in Houston. We're going to come back to Houston. Yeah, that's a oh, fact. Come on, we keep need, um, Before y'all walk out, though, we need to stand up, and then we stand here and get a big Hold picture. On, let's, let's, yeah, let's finish the podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. We're still filming. This episode, My bad. This, <laughs> this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup. Anybody here not in The Morning Meetup? Y'all not in the morning meetup? Okay, let me share something with y'all real quick, okay? TheMorningMeetup.com. It is a uh, community where we gather every single day, Monday through Friday, and we're, I'm teaching entrepreneurship every day, Monday through Friday. Am I there every day? I'm on the call every day, Monday through Friday. It'll be 7 a.m. Eastern. It's 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but 7 a.m. Houston Time. But literally, it's a book club. Literally 400 people on a call every single morning. Every city I go to, I take our morning meetup family members to breakfast. Did y'all go to breakfast? Did you pay for it? Absolutely not. So every city we go to, we get our community because we together every day. Like, this is really my family. So themorningmeetup.com, you could try it out for a dollar to see if you like it. If you go to themorningmeetup.com, it'll give you a dollar seven-day trial. Try it out. If you like it, stay. If you like my coaching style, stay. If you like the community, stay. If not, you can just leave. And it's no obligation. It's $79 a month past your trial. But I would say give it a shot. Become a part of a family and a community. Yes, sir? Yeah, the morning meet. Yeah, it's a Zoom call. 
Yeah, we're all on Zoom every single morning. Yep. So um, I was actually on the phone this morning because I wasn't at my computer setup. But go to themorningmeetup.com and um, check us out. Donnie. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure Accelerator. I need y'all to text me. No, 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 no. We're going to wait. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure Accelerator. It is the most comprehensive program that is available on the market today to develop specifically coaches and consultants. So if you are an authority, an expert, you have information that you want to package up and share, like the heart dogs, then you need to holler at your girl in Six Figure Accelerator. You can do that by going to sixfigureedu.com. Sixfigureedu.com. If you're not sure if it's for you or not, just go to the website. You can book a free strategy call with my team and we'll be able to tell you if it is for you, um, if this is good for you or not, if it's a good fit or not. This episode is also brought to you by Post to Paid. And Post to Paid, David, did you know? Tell me. Did you know that I have the only community via a service where I literally send you three text messages to your phone every single day. They are prompts for what you should be posting on social media. You know about that? What? What? You ain't post a pay, girl. (laughs) This is what you need. And let me tell you how to get it. So... Post to Paid is literally a membership group that I offer where I will send you. You don't know what to post. I take the overwhelm and the stress out of what you should be posting on social media every single day, three days, three times a day. All you have to do is text me the words post to paid to 404-737-2767. Again, 404-737-2767. Y'all, it's $37 a month. It's like $1.23 a day to get these posts from me. And let me tell you this, even if you don't want or need post to paid, if you still text that same number, you're going to get business pro tips from me about on a weekly basis. I feel the urge to just like put something dope out there and let you know something that's going to help you build your business. So text me regardless, 404-737-2767. And my number is 404 737 4935. Okay. Text me. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 4935. We're like in this competition. Trying to, never mind. Now anyway. I got to do the most. All right. So, um, yes. Thank you all so much, Houston, for coming out. Uh, my VIP members, just stay here. Um, I would love to like hang around, but we got to clear all this out and set up the dinner. So we got this intimate VIP situation. But we got to get the group picture first. We got to get the group we picture. Get the so group how are we doing? So we'll stand here, turn around, everybody stand up, kind of crowd in, and we're going to grab the picture. All right, cool. Easiest well, way to um, do it. You just Who's don't want to end the podcast. All right, so Supreme oh, first, make sure. Bye, you guys. <laughs> See you later. We are. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.